0: You are listening to the Break the Business Podcast. I'm Ryan Corella, and it is a pleasure to have you here this week for episode 141. Oh my God, we're still doing it, 141. I can't believe it. Thank you all for sticking with this podcast for so long. We've been having fun. We've been learning so much. And I really think that this week's episode is going to keep that happiness train going because I dig very much who we're having on as a guest this week. Lainey Marinnick is going to be joining us. She is the lead vocalist of Lainey and the Wildfire. I can think of at least three reasons why you're going to dig this interview. One, she's a great artist. She's really good. Uh, her band has an album out called Wandering. This album is sick. They're so good. It sounds kind of Alabama Shakesy. You can tell there, there's talent in there. The talent is oozing throughout the record. They can write songs like nobody's business. It's just, oh, I dig it. Plus, we're going to play the title track from the album on this episode, so you're going to hear for yourself how how awesome it is. You're really going to dig it. You're going to love it. Uh, secondly, the reason why you're going to love this interview when we do it, uh, you're going to learn a lot from them. Uh, one of the things I really dig about Laney and the Wildfire, they make great cover videos, man. Like, a lot of you artists out there, we're all doing the cover video thing, right? We all love making cover videos because it's a great way to to get a bigger audience you kind of connect to your fans with songs they already know and you put your own twist on it so people get to find out the, the way you play music there's a lot to like about making cover videos if you're not making cover videos as an artist why not But a lot of the videos, these cover videos, they look the same, right? You know, there's only so many ways that you can kind of, you know, put yourself in a bedroom, playing your guitar, and anybody who can do cover videos differently and put a little bit of a twist and a spin on it, those people have a special place in my heart. And Lainey's band, Lainey and the Wildfire, does do that. And so in the interview, we're going to talk to her a bit about how they do cover videos uniquely, but I'm going to kind of... Keep how they do it under wraps so that you got to listen to the interview. Oh, it's what we call a tease in this business. Third thing you're going to dig about Lainey is that in addition to being a kick-ass musician, she's also a licensed therapist. And she actually worked as a therapist for years until she transitioned out of that work to go into music full time how badass is that but thankfully she still kind of keeps her therapist hat on sometimes because she writes about self-care for musicians and she put out an article recently in the women crush and cd baby blog entitled five emotionally draining musician problems and how to cope and so i want to talk to her about that article maybe get some good therapist advice from her that we can share with all of you musicians because self-care is important it's a jungle out there, man. You guys are fighting. You guys are struggling. You guys are trying to make you know careers for yourselves. And stress is a part of what your day-to-day life is. And so whenever we can bring in somebody who knows a little bit about that life, knows how to manage that stress and can share some wisdom with you, you better believe we're going to have her on. So that's all coming up. Lainey Morenick of Lainey and the Wildfire is going to be joining us later in the show. Don't go anywhere for that. But first, we got some other great content for you. Just, It's going to be a party. It's going to be like a 30 to 35 minutes party. So just, just don't go anywhere. Just don't do it. You can rate, review, and subscribe to the Break the Business podcast. We're on iTunes. We're on SoundCloud. We're on Google Play. And we're on Stitcher and probably some other stuff, too, because I feel like anytime I Google search the Break the Business podcast, which I do obsessively because I'm so vain I probably think this song is about me, I... Uh, Always seem to find my podcast everywhere, but I know for sure we're on those four platforms. iTunes, ding, SoundCloud, ding, Google Play, ding, Stitcher, ding. Um, So check us out there. Um, Throw us some rates and reviews and subscriptions. That stuff really helps kind of move us up in those various platforms' algorithms. So throw us a nice rating throw us a review, subscribe so that that podcast comes to your inbox every Sunday. I'd very much appreciate that. You can also follow me and the podcast on Twitter. How can we follow you, Ryan? I'm at Ryan, K-A-I-R. First name, first four letters of my last name. How can we follow the podcast, Ryan? At the B-T-B podcast. The podcast specific Twitter account is kind of the new addition to our social media menagerie. It's um, you know, it's a little, or, or I guess menagerie the word I'm looking for. No, I think I'm looking for the word coterie. That's the, the other, the other frou-frou-sounding, frowning French word. Our podcast, social media coterie includes the btb podcast we we went without a podcast specific twitter account for a while but the time is right and so you can go for some great podcast specific stuff by following at the btb podcast or if you just want to hear from the stuff i have to say in my personal capacity that's at ryan k-a-i-r hey i got a book too Uh, Break the Business, Declaring Your Independence, and Achieving True Success in the Music Industry. If you're just looking for a book on why record labels are bad news and how you can kick ass on your own terms as an artist, master your music creation, promotion, distribution, and fundraising... I got the book for you, Break the Business, Declaring Your Independence, and Achieving True Success in the Music Industry. It's available on Amazon.com. It's available in paperback. It's available in ebook. You just want to hear me talk? I got it in audiobook too. Author narrated audiobook. It's all at Amazon.com. And you can also email the podcast at BreakTheBusiness at gmail.com. Well, why would I want to email you, Ryan? Well, why not? Like, as if sending an email is that hard, you don't even need to lick a stamp. No, the reason why you'd want to email us... Is because you can ask us questions that we can answer on the show at breakthebusiness@gmail.com at gmail dot com. If you if there's a topic you want us to discuss on air, if you just want to lob some criticism out there, like man, Ryan, you're just talking way too excitedly today. Which I am. I just realized this now. I think it's because I had like a I had like a really like energetic smoothie right before I recorded this, and so now I'm like I'm I'm excited. Plus, I'm excited because I really want to talk to Lainey Morenich because she is super cool. I've been about getting around the show for a while, so just I, I have a lot to be excited about. So I hope you're excited too. And I'm actually going to be answering an email on the show right now. Um, I, I, I've been so bad about this. We get emails every week, and for the most part, I just kind of write the email writer back without actually discussing their email on the show because we got other topics to talk about. But I, I want to resolve to answer more listener emails on the air because I think some of the questions you guys are asking shouldn't be confined to just you we should share those questions with everybody so that everybody can learn from your fantastic question and this i think is one of those questions uh so we're going to answer this on the air before we bring in laney uh morenick who's going to be coming up in the next segment but this is a good question uh the question asker writes dear ryan i'm putting out my first album i'm releasing it on cd baby and i'm uploading everything now CD Baby has something called CD Baby Pro Publishing, but it costs extra. Should I get that for my album, too? It also says something about getting sync services with them. I know that you were talking about sync licensing last week and how important it is. Should I be using their sync services? Woo! There's a lot to like about this question. First of all, I love any listener who, like, took a concept from a previous episode and is trying to absorb it and is bringing it to another episode. Good on you, listener, but here's why i'm really really happy with this listener like from the outset congratulations listener on making your first album what a great achievement uh, you know i want to reward you i want to reward you with two show sound effects to commemorate this wonderful occasion the beginning of your musical journey first of all let's uh how about some show applause yeah yeah the the 100 percent real not at all fake studio audience is thrilled that you're putting your first album out and uh let's see another sound effect oh perfect yeah, we'll throw the cartoon party horn in there, too. Let me get, let me hit you one more time. There you go. This is a time of celebration. Congratulations. I'm thrilled for you. But I also know it is a time of stress. I know you can be overwhelmed. I know when you're using a distribution service for the first time... It can be a little confusing. There's a lot of services there. You're just like, man, I want to get my song on Spotify. And now I got to like jump through all these hoops and I'm getting offered all these other services. And so question asker, first things first, deep breath. You can do this. This is when you sort of break it down into its constituent parts, you're going to find that it's not as tricky as you think. So the first thing you asked was about CD Baby Pro Publishing. And to understand what CD Baby Pro Publishing does, man, there's a lot of P's in that. You first need to understand what you're getting with just the regular garden variety CD Baby music distribution service. And so basically what CD Baby is going to do for you, if you don't order any of the extra bells and whistles, they're going to put your music on the standard music platforms they're going to sell they're going to get your downloads on iTunes so people can download your music on iTunes to, to the extent that iTunes is still going to exist in the next year or two uh, they're going to make your album available on streaming services spotify apple music pandora etc And then they're going to collect the money that's earned from the recordings of those albums. So the five people that are still using iTunes, they're going to download that album and uh, CD Baby's going to collect that iTunes money and they're going to pay you once they take a small commission for themselves. The far more than five people that are now streaming uh, albums on Spotify, CD Baby, uh, Pandora, Apple Music... CD Baby's going to collect all those album royalties. They're going to take their little commission, they're going to pay you the rest. So they're, they're the people that get your music on those services, collect the money, and then pay you. But what that basic CD Baby service doesn't do is they do not collect any of the royalties that you may earn as a songwriter for the songs that you wrote on that album. So if you wrote any of the songs for that album, which I imagine you did if it's your first album, you probably didn't you know, get a bunch of mechanical licenses and things like that. You probably wrote most of these, if not all the songs yourself. And so you're eligible for songwriter royalties. And sometimes this can be decent money. And so... For example, if any of the album is played on terrestrial radio, you get some radio play, you're not going to make any money as the owner of the album for that, but you may be entitled to performance royalties as a songwriter. If the album's streamed on Spotify, then there's mechanical and, royal- and performance royalties that you're going to get that CD Baby's not going to collect if you just get the standard service. And so if you want to get those royalties, and you aren't already signed to any kind of music publisher or publishing administrator or anything like that, then you need to find an organization that's going to collect that songwriter money for you. And CD Baby Pro Publishing is one of the companies that can do that. So if you, so going back to your situation, if you don't have somebody that's doing that work for you, you're not working with like a, a TuneCore or song Trust or somebody that collects those publishing administration royalties, and if, especially if you're not already signed to a performance rights organization like ASCAP or BMI that con- collects performance royalties, then using an administration service like CD Baby Pro Publishing is critical, look at me whacking the microphone there, is critical to your album release. Because it'll make sure that you're getting paid both as the owner of the album, but also as the songwriters. And yeah, you can use a lot of different companies for this. And you might want to shop around, but it might also be nice to have CD Baby Pro Publishing do the publishing half of this, So that all of the things you're doing for this album, the album half and the songwriter half can all be handled on one platform so you're not kind of jumping around the internet to get all the services you need. As for your next question about sync licensing, yes, CD Baby does offer a service where they will theoretically go try to get your music placed in movies and TV shows and commercials and even Facebook and YouTube videos. And, and kind of the, the money works differently than it does with CD Baby Pro Publishing. So if you sign up for that service, for the sync licensing service, uh, CD Baby is going to keep about 30 to 40% of the placements they find for you, and then they're going to pay you the other 60 to 70%. And you could certainly consider going with a service like this, especially if you don't really see yourself doing anything else in terms of trying to find sync opportunities for your music. Maybe you just want to hand it off to CD Baby and not worry about it. And maybe they find a placement for you, but maybe they don't. But either way, you'll see what happens. But if you are going to go with CD Baby for your sync licensing services, uh, there are a couple caveats, a couple things you want to keep in mind. One is that uh, the CD Baby sync service does not actually require, if you work with them, they don't need to get your approval prior to placing your music in any particular project. So if they find, like, a TV show that wants to use your song and they're willing to pay for it, CD Baby is going to negotiate the the terms and they're going to sign off on your behalf and they don't need to go to you first and say, hey, Mr. Singer-Songwriter that we're representing, TV Show X wants to use your song, um do we have your okay they don't have to do that like so for example maybe you don't like tv show x and you don't want your song in tv show x you can't say i object to that because they don't need your cd baby doesn't need your approval for any particular placement project so if you're not comfortable with that then maybe you don't go with the cd baby service second caveat is when you're using the cd baby sync service you are giving cd baby exclusive rights over placing your music on youtube and facebook What that means is that you can't give those rights, or even non-exclusive rights, or you can't have already given those rights, including non-exclusive rights, to any other organizations as long as you're working with CD Baby. So a couple things to keep in mind if you want to go that route. Now granted, my answer only scratches the surface of the kind of publishing services that CD Baby offers and the aspects of it. So I would definitely recommend checking out support.cdbaby.com for more information about how all this works. Best of luck with what you're trying to do. Congratulations on getting your first album out there. Please send it to me. Let me know where I can find it. I want to hear it, and uh, I'm sure it rocks. All right, Lainey Morenick coming up next. Keep listening to the Break the Business podcast. She is the vocalist and keyboardist for Laney and the Wildfire, a New Haven-based pop rock trio who released their full-length album Wandering back in November. She is also a former therapist who has written on the topic of self-care for musicians. You can check out her band by visiting www.laineyandthewildfire.com. Ladies and gentlemen, Laney Marinick is on the Break the Business podcast. Hey, Laney, what's up? Hi, thanks so much for having me. Ooh, so excited. So happy to have you on. Love your article. Love just everything your band does. It's so cool. And Thank I you. want to get right into this album. So, this the debut album of your band Wildfire, it came out during a really significant time in your life. In the yeah. wake of this album release, you had quit your job as a therapist. You went full-time into music. Can you talk a bit about making that transition? That's wild.
1: Yeah, it was a it was a slow transition, we had, um, started, we released our first EP in May of 2016. And around that time I had went part-time at my job and I was like, I don't know, let me test the waters with this music thing. And then, um, within like a year or so, I just knew I had to leave because it just, I loved my job as a therapist, but it was, um, it, it was very emotionally draining and it didn't leave a lot of room for music in my life. And it was very hard to manage both. Um, so it was a really, It was quite a journey leaving that job. It was much harder than I thought it would be. Much more emotional, and the transition of just going to work and being a therapist every day to now like I'm on my own and I'm a musician. And yeah, I teach piano in the afternoon, and that's about it. It was a really big, big change for me, but I'm I'm so happy I did it.
0: Well, your story is particularly interesting because we've heard I've had a lot of guests on this podcast who talk about the day they took the big plunge, you know, yeah. to, to, you know, go into music full time. And often the story is, well, I was waiting tables and then I decided I wasn't going to wait tables anymore, or I was yeah. parking cars outside a club and I decided I wasn't going to park cars outside a club anymore. But you were a therapist, which means you were a licensed professional, I, you know, that, yes. com- that, that, you know, not that I'm disparaging any job, but your job, you know, comes with a lot of heft. It probably comes with a lot of income stability for people like you who are in that situation, like how do you sort of get over the hump of like, I have a professional credential in something and now I'm going to make music. Like, how'd you know it was time?
1: Um, when I turned 30 around that age, I was like, I had always done music. I had always written songs. I had all these people surrounding me, um, that were in the music business and pursuing their careers. And then it was like, when I turned 30, I felt this like really, serious pressure to do something with it. Cause I was like, I'm, I can't just not do this anymore. And, um, I think the first time I realized I was going to go down that path, I was at, um, I went to a couple concerts. One was the Newport Folk Festival and that was in 2015. And then another one I went to see like two weeks later, I went to go see Lake Street Dive and in between the time of those two concerts i had this big realization and this long dramatic <laughs> long dramatic thing happen um that i just realized that i i had to go ahead and try to write these songs and put them out because it was not good for me emotionally anymore to to not do that um and then you know i think the hardest thing about you know, having a stable job like that is is the financial aspect of it. And um, I had always taught piano on the side. So I kind of had that as a backup um, to supplement my, you know, income in in addition to, um, you know, whatever I was doing with music. So that was kind of like a little bit of a backbone. But even that was a really hard transition. It took a long time for me to, I feel like I'm just now Evening out a little bit financially. And that was about a year ago I left my job. Yeah, it was actually exactly a year ago that I left my job.
0: Well, awesome, awesome. And I do like the idea of sort of having kind of a some supplement to ease the transition a bit. That, that makes a lot of sense. And even though you're not working as a therapist anymore, you don't have the patients on the couch anymore— It does seem like your training still finds its way into your work because you do write about musician self-care. You recently wrote an article for CD Baby and Women Crush that was titled Five Emotionally Draining Musician Problems and How to Cope. So much great advice in there. And I figured while I had you here, I would have you expand on a couple of the things that you said in there because the stuff you wrote in there really is part and parcel to every musician's experience. Uh, You talk in the article about... Uh, challenges that can come from working as a self-employed musician and not being able to rely on a set schedule. This is something any musician can understand. You're on your yeah. own. No one's giving you structure. Maybe you're procrastinating a little bit. Maybe you don't get things done as quickly as you should, and then you start feeling really guilty. Yeah. And so based on what you wrote in that article, how does a musician work through that and get themselves back on track?
1: Um, you know, I think one thing that I did early on when I was making this transition was I had looked for different communities, um, like on Facebook and stuff to try to help me navigate through some of this stuff. And I had taken some courses as well too, with, um, like goal setting and that kind of thing. I was part of the female musician Academy with, um, Brie Noble for a while and that was really helpful and helping me to like structure my day. So I learned a lot from that. And there's like not enough that can be said about, just sitting down and writing, setting your goals, and really having a plan of what you want to do every day um, and really sticking to that. I think that helped me a lot.
0: There's something to be said for being really purposeful about that goal yeah. setting. When you're working as a freelancer, like you have to kind of set your own limits because you don't have the limits that come with a job anymore. And right. so uh, it sounds like that's something you figured out really quickly. How about coping with rejection as a musician? In the article, you said. Everyone will tell you to simply toughen up and get used to it. And it's true that we become more accustomed to rejection over time, but it is never easy. With every opportunity that presents itself, there is hope. And with every rejection, there is disappointment. (laughs) What advice do you have for artists on how to cope with the sort of rejection that is just a frequent occurrence in every artist's career?
1: Yeah, I I think that's still a hard... I think it's a hard hard for everyone, no matter what level of musician that you're at. Um, but I think with rejection, um, one thing that helps me is to think about like all the really famous people that have been rejected over and over again. Um, like I know I mentioned in the article, like Elvis had been told he should go back to his day job as a, as a truck driver. And that's like (laughs) the king of rock and roll, you know? And, um, I think the other thing is sometimes just stepping away from it. If you're feeling like, man, I can't take one more rejection, then you probably need to just like take a day and do something not related to music at all whatsoever because being driven also comes with like if you're pushing yourself constantly to do music um, a lot of times you don't take a break or you don't remember to take a break and then those rejections can feel really hard Um, so I think sometimes just taking a step away and you know going to the beach or hanging out with a friend getting a coffee just not doing anything music related for a day can be really uh, really therapeutic in a lot of ways.
0: No, I'm really thankful that you have come out and talk about this because I I feel like what would make this easier for all musicians is if they were all more open about the fact that we're all getting our butts kicked, you know, we're all facing rejection, but we all we all have a tendency, especially on social media to, you know, talk about our wins and we hide the losses. So we think that everybody around us is winning and we're the only ones losing. And it would just be so nice if we all just realized, yeah, we're all getting we're all getting killed around here. Like, don't feel bad. It's part of the life. And I'll
1: tell you, honestly, like where that came from, for me, like I did my own press campaign for the release of this album and it was hard. It was really hard sending out how I don't even know how many emails I sent out and follow up emails and hearing back from like maybe three percent of people. And then, you know, having some people really not like your stuff is it's hard. It's really hard to hear. And I think that did help me toughen up, but it never like made me feel like I never I never lost the disappointment of a you know when you get rejected I just kind of was able to deal with it a little bit better after a while but the first few were really hard
0: yeah I can imagine but uh yeah I mean I'm glad you stuck with it because the album wandering that you guys have out is tight and listeners we're gonna play the title track off it at the end of this interview so don't go anywhere you're gonna dig it this band is solid and uh you know on behalf of all the listeners I'm glad you uh ditched that whole therapy thing cuz your music <laughs> is where it is at for you yeah um but I'm glad that you still do some of this self-care stuff to help musicians out because you 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 know you write about great things. The article that she put out we were talking about it, is Five Emotionally Draining Musician Problems and How to Cope, available at WomenCrushMusic.com. And you should also visit LaineyInTheWildfire.com to find out more about The Wandering Album. Another thing that you guys do, and I do want to mention this before we play the song, is this, these YouTube videos you make, um, because a lot of bands do cover videos, but I like the twist that you guys do where you do cover videos with you and your two bandmates sitting in like a little rowboat on a lake. Can you talk about what that experience is like? What, what drove you to make videos like that?
1: Well, I think one of the things as a band and being a little bit older, it's like, we're trying to think about, okay, how can we realistically do this and engage people? Touring's probably not going to be our thing right now. You know, so what are we going to do? So I think one thing we noticed from our shows is that people really like our cover songs. We're not a cover band, but we like playing the cover songs and people seem to enjoy it. And we realized that video was, um, anything we posted with video was getting way more feedback than anything else. So we're like, okay, but everybody does cover videos. How can we make this different? Our drummer, um, had, has a boat and, um, we would go out and we started going out on the lake and doing our songs out there. And I'll tell you, it is um, a lot of fun. We have a lot of fun, Um, but it is not without its challenges. (laughs) I'll tell you. Um, We put out a blooper reel too, which is pretty funny from our last video we did. I mean, dealing with the waves and the camera falling over at some points and, um, you know, any like just messing up over and over again or you know, I think one time there was like a there was like the cutest dog ever that drove by in a boat. So we're all staring off into the, you know, <laughs> into the wrong part of the camera looking at this dog. So, I mean, it, it's a lot of fun. And I think um, we've been having a lot of fun with it. And I think that comes through in the videos. And I think people like to see us having fun and enjoying what we're doing.
0: So how long does it take for you to record three minutes of song? Hmm.
1: Um, The last one was the most challenging because there were a lot of boats out on the lake at the time that we went, Mm. so that one took a really long time because the camera was falling over, we were having a lot of issues, and our drummer had a dislocated shoulder, so that was making it challenging also because he was doing percussion with a dislocated shoulder. Um, That one, I would say, took a couple hours because we had to keep moving the boat and that kind of thing. The other ones, we were a little earlier in the season, they went a little bit smoother, those probably took, you know, maybe an hour or so to film. Um, but,
0: I yeah. mean, it was worth the labor guys. You have to check this video out. Go, go to Lainey and the wildfires, YouTube. These, they, they have, I think like three videos that are these like covers on a boat and just something about the way that the, like the sound reflects in the ocean or something, but it's or on the lake. It's just, it's just, it, I love it. It's just such a cool idea. Uh, you can follow them on Twitter uh, at Lainey underscore wildfire. I believe are there, were there any other uh, social media places where the listeners can find your band? Um, we're on
1: Facebook and Instagram as well under Laney and the Wildfire.
0: Outstanding. Um, this has been awesome. I, I'm so excited to play this song for everybody. But before we get into the tunes, do you have any last tips to share with the indie artists listeners out there to help them move their careers forward?
1: Yeah. So I listened to the podcast, so I knew this question was coming. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs>
0: I, I knew the day would come where we would start to get guests who like start who listen to the podcast, and they're like, "I know, I got you. I'm ready for your any last qu- uh, tips question."
1: Yeah, so so I thought about it for a little bit because I was like, "What is this tip?" And the one thing that I think kind of stuck with me was actually something that a um, a music attorney had said to me like maybe a year and a half ago. And he's because we were we're all a little bit older, like I said, and we are always worried about oh god, like we got to do this now before we're too old and blah, blah, blah. And we were telling our attorney at the time about this. And he said, you're not a loaf of bread. You're not going to expire. Your talent doesn't expire. (laughs) And that still sticks with me. We still talk about that. And I'm telling you, I still get in those moments where I'm like, oh God, am I too old to be doing this? Like, what should I do? And, you know, I try to always remember that because it makes me laugh and it makes me realize like, you're right. I'm not just because I'm whatever age doesn't mean that my talent is any less valuable.
0: That might be one of our best, any last tips, answers we've gotten. I feel like you really did come prepared there. That was yeah. solid. Yeah.
1: yeah, uh, It that, is one that I think about often too. Um,
0: yeah. You're, you're definitely not a, a loaf of bread. And if you are, <laughs> you're like one of those really delicious, like well-toasted garlic breads with like good cheese on it, like yeah. high quality. Um, L- Laney and the Wildfire, everybody, check them out at laneyatthwildfire.com. And now we're going to play their song Wandering off their, uh, the title track off their album. Everybody go check it out. It's awesome. And Laney, thank you so much for being on with us on the Break the Business podcast.
1: Thank you so much. I had a great time. Love-